Welcome to the Business of Dance podcast, where we discuss business growth, dance education, creating your dream business, and falling in love with your studio all over again. Now, here's your host, business coach, educator, and owner of Dance Energy Studios, Claire O'Shea. Hi, everyone. My name is Claire O'Shea, and welcome back to another episode of the Business of Dance podcast. Now, if you follow me on Instagram at Claire O'Shea Coaching, uh, hint, hint, little plug, plug, I'd love for you guys to follow me. I just released a photo this morning, actually. So this podcast episode is going to be sort of very, very timely because I did have another episode planned for today, but... I just yesterday finished my mid-year showcases at my dance studio and they are so fun and it's such a great thing to have at your studio in my opinion that I really wanted to do a wrap up on the benefits of it, how you could implement it at your studio, maybe why you should implement it at your studio while it's really fresh in my mind. So that is what today's episode is all about, why you should have some type of a mid-year showcase or a mid-year performance or a mid-year performance opportunity for your students in your dance studio. So without further delay, let's jump into the show. So as I mentioned, literally as I'm recording this, our showcases just finished yesterday and how we hold it, it's at a local primary school hall actually where we run some classes from as well and we are very lucky as it's quite close to us and a really big sort of sports stadium space where we can have heaps of chairs, we put them out and pack them away ourselves but it really gives us a lot of flexibility in how many people we can have at the venue on the day. Uh, The stage is not huge but it's a really great first sort of performance for the students as then uh, the second half of the year we have our like formal recital or formal concert where our students have a bigger stage and a much more sort of fancy setting and and, and not that they need to have a fancy setting ever but that's the way we've chosen and we really like our concert venue so that's what we've decided to do and that's how we do it which is really cool. So I wanted to give you a little bit of an overview of how we run it and how we do it and I guess why we first started doing it. So, you know, when I first started my studio, we used to have um, parent participation weeks or parent viewing weeks, which many of you would have where we just at the end of the term would get parents into the studio to watch classes and that was great and we still do that. We um, have sort of one type of viewing opportunity every term for our parents. So in term one and term three, that's parent participation week. In term two, we have our mid-year showcase and in term four, we have our concert or our recital. So with that in mind, I, we did notice there was a little bit of a drop-off uh, for us in between term one and term two and it was like Um, People really keen and excited to start the year and then once they got into the busyness of it, it it got a lot and if they were in our sort of, I think what people would call like a a recreation stream, if they didn't do exams, they didn't do competitions, there wasn't really a whole lot on other than class um, between the start of the year and when we held our concert and we noticed people would often say oh we'll come back in term three when you start concert work which is lovely we obviously want them to come back but as a business who was trying to grow and pay bills as you guys would know this wasn't a great way for us to kind of have continuous revenue so With that in mind, we thought we'd try a mid-year showcase. And that's just what we call it. We call it a showcase and we advertise it as such. We We say it's a, you know, a relaxed and laid back performance opportunity for students to, you know, get 
a really great chance to perform on stage for many of our young students. It's their first time on a stage, which is really fun. And it's a really great day out. And we do a lot of the stuff that is in a recital, but it is much more laid back. So because it's our local primary school and I've been trained how to do the audio visual stuff, my well, my lovely fiance just does the music all day. We just have um, stage and house lights on. I leave the lights on in the auditorium as to keep it a nice, bright uh, area for our students, particularly, like I said, for those that are, it's their first opportunity I don't want them to be scared of the darkness or anything and I think it's fun for them to be able to see their parents faces and then my lovely teachers obviously work on the day and help with their students and then I'm backstage just making sure everyone's ready to go on now again it is much less organization than our end of year show we don't have any uh, costumes we only have neat hair no makeup Students are just really required to what they wear to class. So it's not like parents have a lot involved. They don't have to think about it too much. It's just a simple sort of one day thing. And depending on the age of their child, we have we run three sessions. So, you know, our performance team students are basically there all day. They perform in multiple shows. And then depending on the age of your child, they would come to either the petite, junior or senior showcase. And that's how we chose to run it. And it's worked really, really well. So... That's sort of a bit of an overview. Now I'm going to get into how to plan and organize it. So at the start of the year, we our teachers already already know what's going on and we do have um, students who are working on exams. So we always talk about how to incorporate this and how to use their exam dances as their performance pieces. Um, but for more of our regular or just sort of, I guess, what you would call recreation stream classes, they can do like a choreographed group dance, whereas our exam students basically do a solo dance, but in a group formation. Uh, and we just let our teachers pick the music. We don't do themes or anything because we want our recital to be different, which is the focus of it. And we go really sort of bonkers in our end of year show. So we don't want anyone to ever think we're going to do that for the mid year show as well. We really purposely advertise it as such a relaxed thing and we do that for a reason because we don't want to get overwhelmed with running two full productions per year and so once the teachers have selected music we put up a google sheet where they write their class the number of kids write any notes if um, classes are merging we write their songs like it doesn't honestly matter too much if there's double up but we try not to have too many obviously and then we have a dropbox folder where teachers load their edited music and that's how we get all that stuff organized. And again, it's never perfect, but it's a great way to keep things digital. And we just send reminders to our teachers on Facebook and messages. But they do have this information in their teacher handbook at the start of the year. But again, it's about sending those reminders throughout the year so they actually return to that information. We also have a parent handbook on the Media Showcase, which is just an overview of the, the day of the event, what to expect, what to wear, when to get there, you know, ticket prices, all of those type of things. Um, and we have that and we put that up, we share it with them and we share it on all of our social channels and on our website in the months leading up to it. And again, we don't do rehearsals or anything for our media showcase. The kids just do it. And then on the day, if they make a huge mistake or they forget something, I just bring them off, put another group on, and then I'll let them have another go. And that only happened once yesterday. And I think it's a really great way to show parents as well that, you know, mistakes do happen and we are encouraging the kids no matter what. And awesome sort of, you know, a growth opportunity for our students to see 
that, you know, people are encouraging them and those groups got extra, extra rounds of applause and things went wrong. Like for one of my performance troops, the song just decided, iTunes just decided to shut down and the song stopped halfway and there was four, like probably under 10-year-old, under 11 students and they just kept dancing. They did their whole dance with the audience just clapping and like that's so lovely. And while obviously they were a bit like, oh no, our music, I just said to them, well, you know, what if that happened at a competition? And so it's a really good opportunity for them to show different ways that they perform as well. And it's a really great way for parents and family members and friends to support them in another sort of laid back event throughout the year. So again, we really, really advertise the fact that it's laid back. So for tickets, we actually don't sell these online anymore. We did used to, but after I noticed that um, good old Tri Bookings was taking a massive cut of the money we made on the day, I decided why not just sell them at the studio beforehand and then on the day of. So there was no real inconvenience for parents. When they were at the studio, they could purchase them. And if they didn't have time to come into the studio, well, that didn't matter because we were selling tickets on the day. And as there's no allocated seating, again, it really didn't matter either way. Where our concert, a recital at the end of the year, will always have online tickets sold because there is allocated seating. And I just couldn't be bothered to deal with that. And it's, you know, it's a higher cost event. So Um, We are making more money. And while if I didn't have to pay for the, you know, the the cut that try bookings or whatever takes, the amount of time and energy it would take to actually sell them and like check it off a chart and all of that nonsense, it just, it wouldn't be worth it. So we just, we sort of do it two different ways to two different events and that works really well. We also, different to our show, at the Mid-Year Showcase, we have students sort of sitting in their order at the front of the stage, in front of the parents on the floor, and they can watch their friends or their siblings dance, and then they just go side stage a couple of dances before, do their dance, come back and sit down and get to watch the rest of the show, where um, at our end-of-year concert, our students are in their dressing rooms, and they do have the opportunity to go out and watch, but it's not every single student, just depending on what dressing group they're in or depending on how many routines. So it's a really nice day to kind of, you know, meet other people in other classes, hang out with their friends, support their friends on the stage and get to see other people perform, which is really cool. Obviously, none of this would be possible without the wonderful team members. So uh, we have teachers there on the day. My wonderful admin manager, she sort of does the tickets and organizes people and the other sort of stuff during the day and then obviously we have wonderful volunteers and so what we have a lot more volunteers at our end of year show because it's just it's just a more intense performance and and not in a bad way and just an exciting way um so we have a lot more parent volunteers uh but it really works as well not having it so full-on so possibly as well that's something for me to think about but Uh, We just set up a Google form and we asked people to nominate when they're available. And then the ones that responded, we just said, thank you. You'll pick up your volunteer badge at the front desk when you come in. And yeah, that was it. And then they just helped out either selling tickets or standing, helping with merchandise or picking up rubbish or just chatting to people or sitting with our students and just making sure that they're not getting too over sort of excited. So that was fantastic as well. Now, one of the main reasons why I found that it's so great is it is, and one of the like I mentioned in the intro, one of the main reasons why I started was the retention opportunity. So again, it's another performance opportunity for our students, uh, and as well, you know, for my studio, 
a small majority do competitive teams. And so while they have multiple performance opportunities throughout the year, the majority of our students don't. And that's fine and that's their choice, of course. But, you know, a lot of kids would love to be able to get on the stage more, but it's just not something that they can do all the time. So that was a really one of the main reasons why we started it. It's another way for them to get experience on the stage, build confidence, you know, show off their skills, show off what they've learned and just really have a fantastic time. For us, it was a really great way for parents to see progress and just to see them confident on the stage. And that is the main thing we take out of the showcase is just getting the kids on the stage having fun. Compared to some people, my studio is not that old or I've not been teaching that long. Since I opened my studio in 2013, I've never had a student not go on stage because of nerves. And even if that meant I had to go on stage and I didn't even know the dance, I will do whatever it takes to make that child feel comfortable on stage, no matter what. So I don't care if it looks a little bit silly, me going on the stage or whether I'm not wearing a costume or whatever that is. I make sure that those students go on stage and the laid back atmosphere of the mid-year showcase is a really great opportunity for them to kind of test the waters without, you know, if they feel really like themselves, so they're just wearing their uniform, you know, they don't have stuff on their face, they're just sort of a bit more chilled out. It's the atmosphere is a lot more chilled out because we have made it purposefully a really laid back event. So I do think it's a great opportunity for them to get on the stage and just sort of see what it's like and really you know, get used to the whole aspect of performing, which is fantastic. Again, it's a retention builder, which is something, like I said at the intro, was a main reason why we started. We noticed a drop off in a particular term uh, purely because people, you know, were busy and they were just like, oh, we'll come back for the main event, essentially which I understand to a degree, but was also annoying for us. So uh, that is why we started it, which was great. It also was a wonderful opportunity for me to get on the stage and talk to parents about things that we have coming up. So for shows yesterday, my main things on the day were talking about, obviously we announced the concert theme, we talked about the concert theme, and then we also talked about the workshops we have coming up on the school holidays and we have a free holiday workshop competition going on as a you know as a new student generator as well so I talked about that and I talked about the benefits of this type of performance opportunity and I talked about thanking them for being a part of our community and thanking them for taking the time to come and thanking them for you know basically choosing us like there's a lot of things out there available and we know we provide an amazing service but we thank them for putting their trust in us so it's a really great opportunity for me to get out there and speak I have really no issue with public speaking at all doesn't bother me in the slightest but I know that's um, awful experience for some people but you could I literally just ad lib on the day I could talk with my you know I when I'm asleep basically but like I've made mistakes and like I said some silly stuff and I forgot the name of our concert theme but everyone like that's just me and I'm am silly and our studio is silly and fun and so that just sort of shows my personality a little bit so I'm not embarrassed by that at all um, and that's just who I am so I don't pretend to be a very uptight that's just not the type studio that I have and not to say there's not anything wrong with a hyper professional studio but that's just not my vibe so I didn't mind if I made mistakes but I know there's some people who are deathly afraid of public speaking but you could always you know write a speech and talk from the side of the stage so that's also a an opportunity that would also be an option and we also use this as an opportunity to announce upcoming events, like I mentioned, but even more like, you know, oh, did you know our studio space is for hire if you, you or your business want to hire it or whatever. So we announce things like that. 
Now I'm moving on to sort of the last section, which is like the bonus section, why I love media showcase and things that you could include at your studio uh, for a media showcase. So again, I'd recommend just looking at a local school that might have a performance facility or even a big sports stadium. Uh, in Australia, a couple of years ago, there was like huge funding that went into local primary schools and they all got these massive, amazing stadiums. And so now we sort of reap the reward uh, they're not all of them I take that back but a lot of them did get this big funding into the schools to create these sporting stadiums which were fantastic so we use that as a stage as well as full classes which is great so bonuses would include reaching out to a local coffee van or, or something that can provide drinks and things on the day it's just an extra little bonus that again you don't have to think about so you're not sitting there behind the coffee machine or making a milkshake but it just sort of makes the overall experience a bit more exciting a bit more comfortable for instance we had one show that just went a bit slightly over and so we were asking parents just to wait outside while we finished that but then they had the opportunity to grab a coffee you know just chat to themselves and it wasn't really a big deal so that was really great to have on the day and I didn't have to worry about it another bonus is also we bring our uniforms and stock into there and we sell it on the day so it's a great way for people to see it if they don't come into the studio a lot um, it's a great way for students also to see other things that the other students are wearing so it's a great time to sell merchandise or even have a sale to get people really into buying stuff on the day it's a wonderful fundraising opportunity. So my performance troops this year and for the first time we held a bake sale and it was super successful. Like I haven't done the full numbers yet, but we were really, really happy with the results. Again, I just reached out and said, hey, to our performance team parents, I think it would be a great idea if we had a bake sale. Or like I already wanted to have a bake sale because I thought it would be like delicious and another fun thing to have at the show, but I didn't really want to do it. So I thought, what if I made it a fundraising opportunity for our performance teams and then they could kind of bake and run it and organize it for the day? And they did. And it was fabulous. Parent volunteers ran it. I organized the float and the tables and a tablecloth. That's about it. And we just, I let them pick the prices. We had sold water and just delicious sweets and treats and we sold out and like there was a lot at one point I was like oh gosh they're not you know we're gonna have so much left over this is gonna be a massive fail but it all sold out and I just on the day if we were putting on acro mats or there was a little lull I would just jump on the mic and say like I felt like one of those people at the shopping centers that talk about like the jewelry I'm not sure if you've noticed that it happens a lot in Australia it always makes me laugh or like whatever sale is going on and I was like oh did you know that we have a bake sale like head over and buy a delicious treat for you know a dollar and I felt like a like a big spruker but that's always fine so I did that and that went really really well and now those parents are going to see the community aspect of what that is like and then it's also going to reduce entry fees for our students uh, for the remainder of the year which is really cool so I'm not sure you know depending on where you're coming or listening from we've also like depending on the competition you end there's also like now sort of silly media fees and I oh, I shouldn't say silly but I know why they do it but it's just a really extra added expense and to be honest our parents don't buy photos so it's an un unnecessary expense for them. It's also a great content generator for the rest of the year. So uh, one of our parents volunteered and took photos all day and I'll be able to use that for social content for the rest of the year, which is really awesome. So I will share those photos with the parents. So they have them as little memento. And then also it's a great way for me to have social media content again all year, which is awesome. So you can imagine, you know, 
over probably a hundred dancers on the day, multiple photos per dance. Like it's, it'll, there'll be heaps and heaps and heaps, which is really cool. And then lastly, it's a really great opportunity to do fun things. So we set up like a photo wall and then people were taking photos and it was a great way for kids to celebrate. And again, they're going to share that with on their photo, on on their Facebook or their Instagram or wherever. They're going to tag us. We'll share it. It's a great way to create buzz and a great way to share about your studio. So overall, I would say there's so many positives. And while, yes, it did take up one of my Sundays, it really is so worth it. And I would really encourage you guys to think about it and even think about incorporating it into your, you know, plan for next year or the next season or wherever you are in your business right now. So I thank you again so much for listening. We do have some exciting extra bonus episodes coming out very, very soon. So be sure to keep your eye on that and subscribe. I would ask you if you're listening to this podcast episode and you are loving it, please take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories or wherever you want to share that and just share it with your friends. I know that you would have a heap of dance studio friends or dance teacher friends who would also be interested in this and I would love it if you would be able to share it with them. So I look forward to speaking with you guys really soon. We've got a heap of amazing interviews and bonus content coming up soon. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. So bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Business of Dance podcast. For show notes and other episodes, please go to businessofdance.net slash podcast. To learn more about Business of Dance and stay up to date with all the episode releases, as well as lots of extra studio tips and tricks, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or wish to be a guest on the podcast, please contact us at podcast at businessofdance.net. We appreciate you taking the time to rate and review us on iTunes and wish you a great day. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And until then, keep dancing your way to the business you have always desired. But, you know, in my seven, eight years of, oh no, how many years is it now? That's terrible. Why? Winnie!